welcome to Spawn, a common sense, generally fun, and hopefully helpful discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner. And I'm Kristen Chase, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com, and today we are talking with author, podcaster, and our longtime friend, Dr. Christine Coe, about this jarring re-entry into the new year and mm. how a complete reframing of self-care and what that means to you can help us get through these tough times. I mean, right, Liz, this is a topic we're all thinking about, and Christine is the perfect person to talk about this. Yes, she is. I'm so excited she's joining us. And as always, we'll close out our show with our cool picks of the week. So first, let us tell you a little bit more about Christine. If you don't know her yet, Dr. Christine Coe is a Boston-area mom of two and a music and brain scientist turned author and multimedia creative focused on helping people live better, happier, and with elevated purpose and intention. And she's been doing this since 2006. Before that, she spent a decade in academia, earning prestigious fellowships from the National Institutes of Health to fund her PhD research at Queen's University and joint appointment postdoctoral fellowship at Massachusetts General Hospital, Harvard Medical School, and MIT. Just a few places you may have heard of. Yeah, she's (laughs) well-educated, you could say. And our listeners may better know her as the founder of BostonMamas.com or or the co-host of the Edit Your Life podcast with our other friend Asha Dornfest, with whom she also co-authored the excellent book Minimalist Parenting. And now she's co-hosting a new podcast with her husband, Hello Relationships, to help couples stop small relationship aggravations before they become big problems. And Kristen, we're fans of her Etsy shop too, because of course she has an Etsy shop. Also. Of course she does. It's called Brave New World Designs. It's frequently featured here on our podcast and on Cool Mom Picks, which is filled with advocacy-oriented t-shirt designs to help support all kinds of important charities. She is clearly a busy woman, and we are so grateful she's giving us a little time today to help us out. Welcome, Christine. Hello, ladies. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I didn't wake up having the best day, and now, like, you have given me this, like, just love bomb of energy, so thank (laughs) you for that. We know you're going to love bomb us right back in the best possible way. So first, I want to say Happy New Year. Are we... Can we say that? Does that feel like weird to say Happy New Year? Like, is there a better adjective we should be using? So far, it's like one star with like a refund, but you know... One out of 10 would not recommend. Well, you know what? I heard cosmically, ladies, that yesterday was supposed to be the worst of it. And today we're recording on a Wednesday here is supposed to be the start of awesomeness. Although I have to tell you that it has yet to come. So I'm like, is it by the end of the day? Like what what time zone is the cosmos on? Because I would like that now. Right. That would be great. There was a new moon situation, right? Isn't that this is what I understand. But yes. I don't know. I'll just say that after starting the day with tears and such, I decided to wear a protective crystal. So this is kind of like a callback to my 80s fashion, really. You know, I've got a crystal. I feel like I need like a print skirt of some kind, wraparound (laughs) skirt to really fill it out. But at least I have the crystal. Whatever works, right? And so actually, that's why we brought you in, um, Christine. So let me say, and I told you this when I reached out to you, that you are one of the voices I always turn to when I'm struggling and having a hard time, whether you know it or not. And I know we should always be like thanking people more or saying, hey, you may not know this, but you help me out a lot. And so I'm telling you that right now that I go to your Instagram feed. It's at Dr. Christine Cohen. By the way, props for putting the doctor in there, as you should. This is a really tough time right now. So let's mm-hmm. just spell it out for a sec. We've had a combination of the usual reentry period after the holidays. We've had literal 24-7 political news for 
five straight years. That's often been really traumatic. We've had two two big elections in a row, a terrifying attack on the U.S. Capitol like only a week ago, 10 straight months of a pandemic, which is hurting so many <laughs> of us financially, physically, mentally, and disproportionately impacting moms yes. and working women of all stripes, especially women of color. It is a lot. I mean, I haven't even listed all of it, but I don't want to traumatize you anymore. So... I, I feel like I'm starting this new year out on a downer, but I hope we can end it more positively. And that's why you're here, Christine. So first, <laughs> I just want to know, how are you doing personally? How are you managing all this <laughs> stuff these days? I'm, uh, I feel like I'm more stressed out just having listed all these things. Oh, I know. I know. It is It is a lot. I mean, everybody is carrying a ton, um, no matter what your circumstances. I mean, really, I don't want to graph what it would look like, but it would, it would be terrible, whatever it is. You know, I've literally been waking up every day saying, Okay, it's a new day. Let's let's see what we got. And it's a little bit Russian roulette. I mean, you know, you guys have kids and moms especially are not just carrying, you know, our own stressors and situations, our work. We are managing all of the difficulties around, you know, kids and remote learning. It almost broke me in the fall, quite frankly, when it all started. It was horrendous. So I have really been trying to approach every day focused small, like thinking small. I mean, I know you guys are all about shopping small, but literally <laughs> thinking about, okay, what are the tiny things mm. over which I have control that I can like push forward today. And it doesn't mean you're tuning out all the news and terrible things. I mean, we have to be aware about what's happening, but we also need little breaks here and there so we don't completely lose our minds. Uh, thank you for permission because there mm -hmm. is a, there's like a group of people I feel like floating around and I see them and I know who they are and I actually try to avoid them where they're like, <laughs> why are you not writing the next great novel? Like, like you have so much oh, time on your hands. Like I'm reinventing my life. And, you know, I love how people have taken on the pandemic in so many different ways, right? There has been a ton of creativity that's come out of it. There has been a ton of innovation, but there's also been tragedies and grief and pain that I think we're all dealing with in different ways. But also to me, it's insidious. It's in the quiet sometimes that I notice it. And I feel like just being able to say, you know, today's the day, like if you can take a shower and you straightened your hair like that is an accomplishment. Like those are the mm -hmm. tiny little things that you can do to make your day a little better. And you've been talking a lot specifically about self-care and we've done a lot on the show about it. And it's been this buzzword or this buzz phrase, but I feel like especially in the latter part of 2020 and now in 2021, we are all starting to see it differently. It is not the mani-pedis. It is not the scented candle. Like, those are things that can help. Well, especially when your mani-pedi spa right, is, is closed. closed at the end. And then and giving yourself <laughs> one, that's a whole other story. So sad. But but can you talk more about, like, let's just say radical self-care. What, what does it mean to you and what you've been doing with yourself, which you've been sharing on Instagram? Mm, I be curious to kind of dig back and see where that term like the original usage of it and whether it was because of hashtags and we want to keep the language like economical but the really tricky thing is that you know self-care i think originally was supposed to be okay let's do all the things that feel good you know let's get the mani pedis let's go to massages and please let me tell you i've missed my body workers so much mm. this year yeah, i could have raised like, my hand here from the podcast oh closet oh my gosh Yes. And actually 2020 was the year I finally got organized and actually booked like an every other month appointment. And as I just watched all of those calendar appointments fall off the calendar, it was like a huge tragedy. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh. you know, I think the complicated thing is that 
really, if we dig into self-care, and I think later we'll talk about some different words I've been using for it, but it really involves actually kind of like leaning into some hard things or being a little more intentional about some hard things, as well as, you know, then also kind of tuning into the things that feel good. So it's a much more complicated picture than just the mani-pedis and scented candles. Mm. One of the things I like, and I, I think anyone who's listening who's not familiar with you, Christine, would would know that just from your intro, is that you write very honestly about these things. And one of the challenges I have with some people on Instagram who I look to for, you know, happiness and joy and inspiration is that sometimes I'm like, are they feeling what I'm feeling? Are they hiding it? Mm. Do they even need self-care? Like, I think sometimes <laughs> people put such a good foot forward, whether that's for their brand or maybe, you know, they really are insulated from it. I just don't know. But one of the things I like is that you're really brutally honest about, you know, like your struggles with schooling from home in the fall or waking up in the morning and feeling awful or cutting your own hair recently. That got so much attention. <laughs> that was crazy. I did not expect that. But. That was a compelling Facebook Live, my friend. I was like, is she going to do it? Is she really going to do it? And you did it. You really did it. And I, I will say that week I gave three haircuts in this household with the dog scissors. But when I tried to cut the dog's hair with the dog scissors, wasn't well, it. So, <laughs> of course. So, listen, I just want to jump into the language yes. that you're using because this really has struck me over the last few weeks. So, you're talking about protective and restorative care together, protective care and restorative care. Can you kind of summarize what that's all about, how that's different from self care and why you're encouraging it? Yeah, I started thinking about this last fall when I began apparently under the extreme duress of like working and trying to parent during, you know, the back to school season. Um, and I started mundanely injuring myself. Like I actually injured myself sleeping. Like who, who does that? Like, how does that even happen? And so I started to realize that self-care is more complex in that, you know, we have to address kind of hard stuff and be intentional about that as well as the good stuff. So I call it protective because like these are the things that you have to be quite intentional about protecting yourself, whereas the restorative side is like, you know, the good stuff to lean into. And so I have an Instagram graphic if you guys want to link it up, but just a really like a really simple example that I think mm -hmm. makes sense to people when I describe this. If we're thinking about relationships, all of us have crappy relationships that, you know, make us feel bad or we've hung on to or whatever. So the protective side of relationships, it would be either letting go of those toxic relationships, hitting the mute button or the unfollow button. Ah, so yes. you can like really, really put boundaries around okay. those. So that's protecting you. And then the restorative side is really focusing your energy on the good stuff, the good relationships, the people who care about you, the unconditional love. And I will say, just because I feel like people also say, oh gosh, I don't have time for an hour phone call. I'm talking like quick text to say, hey, checking in on you. Are you mm -hmm. okay? A little mm -hmm. gif, an emoji, whatever. But I think the key is these two things, both the protective and the restorative side, they kind of need to work together in order to really stick and make you like move the needle so you can be in a better place. It's difficult to just like layer on one with the other one, just kind of nagging you all the time. So I really encourage, you know, trying in small ways to find ways to tap into both sides. I love that. I love this idea. I love the reframing. I love the renaming, particularly with things like, I, I mean, self-care is a great example because it means so many different things to so many people when you hear it. And then I think when that happens, oftentimes the meaning gets lost. Right. And people struggle to sort of make sense out of it. So breaking it down with protection 
protective and restorative. I mean, it makes sense to me. And I love this idea of how they really need to work in tandem, you know, setting those boundaries and then setting whatever it is that you need to restore yourself, right? So to protect yourself and restore yourself. Can you talk a little bit about your Instagram post from today? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Christine, you know, I follow you on multiple accounts, I think, with Cool Mom Picks as well as my personal. And I always love your honesty. I love to see what you're talking about. But this one in particular, I don't know why I was surprised by it. it. It was a good surprise. But I just felt like, wow, she is just being so honest and saying this is not a red alert. Like I was having a bit of an emotional whatever it was. I'm OK. But I just want to share that I had a really rough morning and I got it together and here I am. Can you talk a little bit about what led you to share that and and also sort of what the response has been from your openness? Yeah, my husband and I sort of joked that I have zero shame filter because I grew up with so much trauma. <laughs> so, like, um, but, so for better or for worse, here I am. I had not planned that post at all, but what happened was I woke up, um, I have really been trying to do a little bit of yoga, even if it's just 10 or 20 minutes a day, just to start the day. So I had an 18 minute you know, practice queued up and not long after it started, maybe like 30 seconds in, I just started crying. And then I just continued to cry for like the next 17 and a half minutes and was like, wow, okay, this is happening. So I just kept going and, you know, something popped into my head and I was thinking, you know, to your point earlier about how there are people on social who just present this happy front all the time. I was just thinking, why do we need to be one thing? We we are complex humans. Mm -hmm. We can both be completely overwhelmed and exhausted and just full of anxiety. And we can push important things forward in the world and also do things. And um, I mean, I grew up in a situation where being emotional and showing your emotion and showing weakness was quite dangerous, right, frankly. Right. And so um, I have really done a lot of work. I, I have an emotions chart, like one of those children's emotions chart that you have in like a child therapy yeah. office, like in my office. And I, I like walk over to it and I'm like, what am I feeling today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Literally. Ooh, you know what? The Weight Watchers app actually has that where you like track your days. And I, I started using it for that reason because it helps me to look back and like yeah. just see how I've been doing. Sometimes when days seem like years, you realize like, oh, wait, a week ago I was in a better place. I was happier and it kind of helps. Yeah, totally. The response has been, there have been so many people saying, thank you. This is how I'm feeling. Thank you for being honest. And, you know, I'm just kind of like being me out there. But I think that as you've touched on the sort of facade of the positive side of social media or the, you know, like, let's put a positive foot forward always and be very specific and on brand, you know, that's created this complete dissonance for people as to like the real human experience. And it, I think it just makes people feel really crappy about themselves and makes them feel bad if they're having a bad day. And if not during a global pandemic and events of domestic terrorism, when would we have a bad day other than now? Like, that's a great point. <laughs> I think we just have to be honest about it. And one thing I really appreciate that you write about a lot that goes right along with that is that there's degrees of having a bad day. So that it's, you know, I think all trauma, all bad days, all feelings are relevant and valid and also relative. Mm -hmm. So while canceling your massage appointments every other month can be a really, you know, a big setback and it's real because you feel like that was something I was trying to do for myself. That was a big step. I saved up the money. I, I scheduled it. And, you know, that is valid. And then there are people who are going through traumatic stuff that, again, not necessarily worse, but different because of what their kids are going through or, mm -hmm. you know, seeing 
seeing, like, right now, honestly, like, the racist and anti-Semitic attacks on Washington and the people defending it, like, it's killing me. It's really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other thing. And so one thing I really like that you write about is that you call this stuff out. So it's not just like, hey, we're all in this together, but we're all in this together, but sometimes we're all in this differently. And I really like that you talk about how people of color in particular and people in disenfranchised groups are processing a lot more trauma than others right now. Mm. And I'm wondering if you see a difference between how white women talk about self-care and what it entails, what women of color, black and brown women are doing, people in the LGBTQ community. Like, do you see the differences in how people talk about it and how they approach it? Yeah, I mean, I think that as you pointed out, the baselines and relative experience are just going to be completely different. You know, we'll all have basic self-care that will look the same, like drink lots of water, you know, move your body, all that stuff. Sure. And then I think there will just be added levels depending on the color of your skin. I mean, my experience, there are going to be things that I wrestle with that are far worse for, you know, a black woman. You know, Asians are kind of like sort of a weird race, honestly. Like, (laughs) you know, I mean, I have so many people who are like, oh, yeah, you're practically white. So, I mean, it's just different. You know, some of the work that I've been doing around this in writing is just really encouraging people to just self-check a little Mm -hmm. bit and learn. I mean, I think one of the big issues that we've all seen as things have exploded in the last Last year is people reaching out to other black friends or, you know, not even friends sometimes just sort of like loose relationships and asking them to educate. And I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this is not how we need to be doing right, it. Like, right. um, mm-hmm. so, yes, I think it's just going to be different. It's going to look different for different people. And I think that there are so many incredible black and brown women who are doing the work of just trying to put their voice out there and have, I think, part of self-care maybe is like pushing these conversations along, even though it's painful. Well, you mentioned up front, too, that self-care isn't always super fun and nice and easy, right? Uh-oh. You know, and, uh, and it's it's sometimes making the mammogram appointment. It's talking about racism. It's reading books that challenge the way we think about our perceptions. Like, that's self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think as we broaden that definition and really hone in what it means for us, I think we will understand that better. But let's talk about how this all fits into the new year, right? Because we have these habits. We have resolutions. It's 2021. We're going to get organized. We're going to clean off our phones. Oh, my God. My phone <laughs> and it is so hard right now, right? All the stuff we wrote about yes. during different times, the before times. Right. Custom. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find all the tops in my plastic containers. <laughs> like, I actually did do that. I did sort my plastic lids as a form of self-care. Wow. Don't well, laugh I at me. bow down to you. I'm like, I have control over this. You have control over this. See, that's good. That's a small thing. Well, actually, maybe it's not a small thing. But Christine, you have written about this so beautifully in terms of reentry into this new year. Right? This year is different than all of the other years. Can you talk about the six tips that you've offered your followers and, and thankfully our listeners about how to get through what we're calling a transition period, right? Like we're calling this transition. Can you just go through your six tips? Because th- these are so helpful. And, you know, listeners, we will obviously link everything up over on our podcast page on Cool Mom Pick so you can get all these because they're really helpful. Yeah, the impetus for this, and again, this was just a thing where I just like have an idea and then I just write it and I just do it. it. There isn't a tremendous amount of planning and I think that's actually good, but the impetus was it was January 3rd, so the Sunday before we're all coming back into the work week and I really found myself kind of dually holding immense dread about going back to work mm-hmm. and also excitement because I finally found some clarity around some things. And I just was like, everybody's got to be feeling this. I mean, there's so many people in stages of transition right now. So, you know, the first thing was just to be 
really gentle with yourself. I, in that particular moment, I was talking about the reentry week, but I think the general point is we have a lot of days of 2021. I mean, it probably already feels like it's been 72 days, but really when we're recording, it's been 13. So, <laughs> I mean, I think we just have to be really gentle with ourselves coming back in. You know, a lot of people, when I wrote this, were sort of cranking their mental hamster wheel back up. A lot of people are still there because we have also been processing incredible, disastrous news over the last Mm. week. I mean, it's just been tremendous. So I was saying, you know, let's enjoy the gentle trot. And actually, some people were calling it Team Gentle Trot. Which (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that because, Christine, that's really something that stood out to me. Let's enjoy the gentle trot in your second point. Really hit me. Thank you for giving me permission not to be like full steam ahead with my 20 goal points for the year. Like I really needed to hear it in those terms. So I'm not surprised that it went all hashtaggy. Oh, well, that's great. uh, And I'm glad it helped. I should back up and just say, you know, this time of year, just traditionally when we're not dealing with a global pandemic and like national chaos, is already inspiration porn time. And so now it's just worse. Like the pressure is a lot worse. Mm. So back to the list, you know, number three, this is like classic Christine Co material, but it was really <laughs> like when you have a long list of to-do lists, just be okay with identifying like one to three things, like the very most crucial things that you absolutely need to do that day and focus on those. And anything else you get done beyond that is total gravy. Mm. And I think it really reminds me of like early parenting years when you would do all manner of baby care and then not remember what you did. So the idea of like thinking about at least one thing that matters to you and focusing some attention so you can get it done is like so important just for our like general sense of self right now. And we we actually talked about that on a podcast towards the end of the year where we talked about just Mm -hmm. literally setting one goal for yourself that day. Like what is one good thing you will do today? Like just one, one thing. And it doesn't matter if it's brush my teeth or, you know, meal plan or something bigger. Like just to know that you've done that one thing is so helpful because, Christine, we talked about this last week. I wrote I wrote that article on Cool Mom Tech about Todoist, which is the app <laughs> that's totally helped me get organized. It's the first to-do list app I've stayed with for more than a year. No, no pressure, listeners. I'm not telling you that you have to like, <laughs> download an app and get really organized. But I was a little stressed to use it because you always strike me as someone that gets like 72 things done in a day. And there's been days that you'll be like, yay, I knocked off the 59 things off my list. And I was like, oh, God. But it turns out it's because the app kind of breaks everything down into these little things. So you may have like brush my teeth, put on clean socks as like one of your things for all I know. Totally valid. So I, I, anyway, I like that app because it helps me deliver on your tip to just identify one to three crucial things so that it's not the overwhelming ongoing mental list of stuff you have to do that every night you go to bed feeling like I didn't do anything. I didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel good. You know, number four was something we've talked about protective and restorative care. And I just want to emphasize that these can be tiny little things. You know, I mentioned the yoga, even just 10 minutes in your chair of office chair yoga is fine. Um, Quick check-ins via text with your friends, like making your favorite tea. We're talking like one to five minute type of tasks, Mm -hmm. but they're really, really important. I also think that number five was like very logistical, but it was doing simple things like food prep at the beginning of the week. So you don't have to think hard about meals. So, you know, people, especially kids can just help themselves. Mm -hmm. And that could be making stuff. But if you don't want to make stuff, that could be making sure you like Instacart cereal, eggs and bread so that people can make breakfast like any time of day. I mean, 
seriously low bar, but just take the mental load mm-hmm. off. And then, you know, my last point in that post was just like, especially on a weekend, like, don't forget to enjoy the day. Just enjoy something, one small thing. I mean, there's always going to be household minutiae. There's always going to be more work. None of it's going anywhere. So lean into that romance novel. That's what I've been telling people. <laughs> A lot of people have been talking to me and asking me about romance novels on Instagram. But anyway, find the little things that can help distract you a little bit because it doesn't mean you're ignoring and like tuning out of world and national events and that you're a bad person it's just we all need a break somewhere Mm. even rachel maddow takes breaks yeah (laughs) i i tell myself that all the time for real i'm like rachel took some time off this week i'm like that's great like i'm always aware of that (laughs) and i think you know someone who is literally her job is 24 7 to be aware of all the stuff going on in the world let alone take care of her own life and family and wife but um yeah she takes time off so I always think I can take time off too. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I think that if we don't take those little breaks, we are literally going to break. And that's what happened to me last fall. It was like body parts started falling apart. And I was like, I'm 47 years old. Like this should not be happening right now. And <laughs> oh, no. um, while I won't be doing anything so beautiful as dance, like Kristen, you know, I will, you know, sob on my yoga mat and hey, I'll feel better on the other side. <laughs> I love that. I think those tips are so great. And they're all on your Instagram feed, which we keep mentioning, yes. but it really yes, is yes. that good. It's Dr. Christine Co. But listen, while we're talking about your Instagram feed, let me just ask you, Christine, who are the people that you follow when it comes to topics around caring for yourself and restorative care? Like, who helps you shape your ideas and who do you listen oh, to? Oh, boy. You know, this is like so so tricky because I'm always like, oh, no, I, I don't want to leave anybody out. So I'll just to highlight a few. Yes. Okay. And and let's assume we're not going to talk about you guys because, you know, <laughs> because that would every, be awkward. Everyone's <laughs> clearly already following us. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Some of my favorites include, um, you know, Jill Krause is somebody in our space who I love love dearly. You guys know her. And she's just so brutally honest about life and about living like both the good and the ugly. Mm -hmm. Casey Brown is, if you need pet therapy kind of like content, in in addition to being the person who has almost single-handedly helped me become a better person in terms of learning about gender identity and, you know, pronouns and all this stuff. Like I attribute so much of that to Casey and Casey's one of my like dear friends in Boston, but also their Instagram stories with all the cat and dog photos is just insane bananas animal therapy. So go there. Amber Coleman Mortley, I don't know if you guys know her. She is amazing and is like super incredible in terms of like helping people learn how to talk about race in a way that is so easy that she makes analogies to talking about sandwiches. I mean, it's like next level, (laughs) like unreal. Like everybody loves to talk about sandwiches. Let's now love to talk about race. I mean, really next level stuff. Gabrielle Blair, obviously you guys know and love her. I just, I recently wrote something about her just her ability to both deconstruct, like literally whether she is ripping out a floor and making it beautiful or, you know, deconstructing really difficult topics Mm. is just second to none. Like I would like to just sit in a corner in her office and just like watch her work. And I think a lot of people know her as design mom, which is her handle. But she's just so much more, so much more. Incredible. 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 And then this person I don't know, but Oh Happy Danny on Instagram. I just love her account. She is an illustrator. So you guys would love her if you don't already follow, but she does gorgeous illustrations. I and, do follow Yeah, her. related to race, like breaking down, you know, racial issues and stuff. And I'm like, I would like to be friends with you, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be creepy. But anyway, so meanwhile, I just admire the work 
that she puts out there and how she uses her art in order to communicate about really difficult topics. It is really quite impressive. Thank you. That's so helpful. We should have you back to just do an entire episode on... Who to follow? You know, <laughs> Instagrams that we should be following that make us feel better about our lives and not worse. I look forward to any opportunity to talk with you both. Aww. You know, we, we've been friends for so long I on the know. internet and um, you two in different ways have really... I said I wasn't going to love bomb you, but I'll just do it. <laughs> but in different ways have really shaped different parts of my life. You know, like Kristen dating back to like when you were doing shred heads and running and, you know, Liz going to Ethiopia together. There are just so many touch points where you both have been super influential and you've also been incredible supporters of my work in various forms. And so I'm really, truly grateful to both of you. Oh, that's lovely. You're saying this at a time, I'm already a little fragile. So. <laughs> Hi, it feels good. Thank I you. Just did it that's lovely to hear. We need more of this. And, you know, listen, if you want to get more of Christine, it's very easy to do. She's Dr. Christine Co on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but you can also find her podcast, 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 edit your life show that's on Facebook and Instagram too. And actually you can subscribe right now while you're listening to Spawn. And of course, everything that we talked about will be over at coolmompicks.com. So Christine, we love the love. You're going to stick around for more love with our cool picks of the week, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, now it's time for cool picks of the week. Cool picks of the week. And Christine, you're our guest. You get to go first. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. Well, I have a very pandemic-friendly recommendation, <laughs> and it's affordable. It's not organic, but who the heck cares? Uh, my cool pick is L'Oreal Paris Lip Stain, and the shade I'm wearing right now is actually called I Am Worth It. Ooh. Boom. Okay. But the reason it's pandemic proof is I'm obsessed with lip stain right now because I literally look like a mom zombie if I don't put some kind of color on my lips. And the lip stain, it does what it says. It's like it just stays on so I can put it on in the morning. It doesn't rub off under my mask when I'm out, like, walking the Ooh. dog. So, yeah, yeah. Good tip. Cool. Yeah, that is a and good tip. I, you know what? Like, you two are my lip color gurus. <laughs> like, seriously, I, I take, I'll take thing. a selfie and then be like, I can't post this. I look like a wraith. And then I realize it's because, like you're saying, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, on the other side of 40, I have to actually wear some lipstick once in a while. <laughs> so I like that, actually. It is pandemic friendly. Awesome. It's like 7 or $8 at Target or your drugstore or whatever. Fantastic. And Kristen, how about you? What's your cool pick this week? So mine's kind of fun. And I have to say, like, I don't know about anybody else, but I was never really a super big plant person. But mm -hmm. I don't know, 2020 has changed me. And I've started collecting all these plants. But admittedly, I'm not super great with them. And they're kind of all around my house and they feel a little sad. So a lovely person in my life suggested that I get a little plant bench or table to put by my window and put all my plants there. And I have to say it's the best idea ever. So I got this little bench at Ikea Ooh. and my daughter is like a savant with putting things together from Ikea. Like she just magically does them like they're Legos. <laughs> so I have this little bench right by my window in my office and I have all my plants and I took a photo and sent the person who gave me this lovely idea and it was like oh your plants look so happy and they do and it makes me happy so if you are someone who's like I don't know about plants trust me I am not a good plant person but this little plant bench has made my life so much better so plant bench and I think this is a time a lot of us are I mean I know I'm in full nesting mode I mean we're talking the third trimester of pregnancy times a million <laughs> 
knowing I'm going to have to be in these same walls for the rest of the winter. I'm like, what can I paint? What can I fix? Yes. What can I redecorate? I too have gotten plants. Plant therapy is no uh, joke. And it's affordable and it's good for you and they look lovely. So anyway, plant bench. What about you, Liz? Okay, I've got two. So the first one, Kristen, you're not going to be surprised. I have to recommend the book cast Mm. by Uh, Isabel Wilkerson. I have been sending this link to everyone (laughs) I know. And I know it was a New York Times bestseller. I know it was like an Oprah pick, so people have probably heard of it. But it really didn't get the attention a lot of the like white people reading important books about racism, you know, attention that a lot of things did get last year. This book will change your perspective on everything you think you know about America, race, class. She's a New York Times writer. She's brilliant and wonderful and witty and and so smart. And she makes this incredible case as to how and why the United States is built on a caste system. And it is. It is. And it absolutely reshaped how I saw the events at the Capitol on the 6th and what's been going on in the country for years and even decades. You know, sometimes you you read a book that just shapes your worldview so much, it completely mm. shatters everything that you thought you know. And then you can never see things the previous way, the old way again. And that's how I feel about this. It is excellent. Like, download it today and start reading. Also, I actually, I listened to the audiobook, which is amazing. Robin Miles narrates it. And, and some audiobooks I have trouble with because the, you know, I don't like the narrator. She was amazing. It, it sounds like a podcast in a way because it's nonfiction. It tells a really clear story. I mean, she uses all these ideas from history through Martin Luther King, through the Nazis in the 30s and 40s, and, and it helps give these other examples of histories of things we know and compares them with like how we actually have a caste system in this country. And it's uh, mind-blowingly good. So since I'm telling everyone in my life, (laughs) I'm telling our listeners too. cast by Isabel Wilkerson. The other one I want to give you a little lighter. If you are on the Twitter, as many of us are these days, you must be sure you're following Leslie Jones because Leslie Jones watches MSNBC and comments on them (laughs) tweets are like giving me life every day (laughs) so imagine mystery science theater 3000 meets political news oh wow (laughs) and all she does is watch clips while yelling at the tv (laughs) and being hilarious either about people's rooms or their outfits or what's wrong with it or I mean it's just so funny and brilliant and like weeks and weeks ago I tweeted something about how you know Netflix needs to pick up the Leslie Joan watches MSNBC and tweets about it series and anyway she does it now very frequently and it's so great and so fun so if you turn off the news for self-care I would say at minimum just watch her analysis of the news because it'll have you kind of laughing and it's a great catharsis that's amazing I'm heading to the Twitters (laughs) right after we finish (laughs) she is amazing thank goodness for women who are getting me through this with humor because I need that in my own care regimen. Yes, that is restorative. <laughs> that is restorative care, Liz. It really is. Well, it really is. We will link up all of our cool picks of the week as well as Christine's, of course, on our Cool Mom Picks podcast page. Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And ladies, this was, I know I was talking about quick touch points of self-care, but like talking to you guys, seriously, I have a huge smile on my face. So thank Yay. you so much for that gift. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our guest, Dr. Christine Coe and our engineer, John Bowen. If you've got a moment and you can leave us a five-star review, 
We'd greatly appreciate your time. And, you know, by doing that and subscribing and downloading our episodes, it actually helps other listeners like you find us. It can be one of the three things you check off your list. Oh, yes. It can be like the simple, quick thing where you can be like, I accomplished something good for someone else today. Yes. And it is super fast. It'll take you like five seconds unless your thumbs are slow and then it'll take you 10. (laughs) Relatively speaking, still very fast. Yes. So let's give you a couple reminders, listeners. We'll do it. We'll do it like this. And so I feel like this is like what we learned, right? Like a list. You can join our Spawned podcast community on Facebook where we chat about our show topics and pretty much everything else you'd like to talk about. And don't forget about our other podcast. OutTech Your Kids. We answer your burning digital parenting questions in 15 minutes or less. Please, please subscribe and listen. We would be most grateful. It's really helpful. Like, I I actually go back and listen to our own episodes and go, oh, yeah, that's a good, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Like, oh, I talked about that. (laughs) It's really fun. So we hope you take a listen. And hey, thanks so much just for listening to Spawn today. This is Liz. This is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye and Happy New Year, if we can say that. Oh,